Blog Talk Radio. Boy, I ain't even hear from the boy yesterday. He hit me up for 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 some money 
or the day before Father's Day, and then you don't hear from the nigga on Father's Day? I'm sorry well, to use an N-word, but that is some Negro shit. Well, he was spending the money. He can't stop spending the money. And make... <laughs> he was too busy spending the money, mama. That's what he was doing. That's my grandbaby. I love him. Yeah, he's he's a good he's a good kid. He's a good kid. So, Mama, hold on the line. We got a great guest now. I want you to meet this guy, man. His name is Dorian Missick. Google him, cause this is this is one of the cold dudes in the game. I'm bring him on, but before I bring him on, we got to shout out what's happening with Roddy Perry. Um, uh, coming up, the the tour schedule. Matter matter of fact, let me go. I don't uh got myself confused. Okay, there we go. Let me do that. Bam, bam, bam. Okay, what's coming up? We headed. We headed to um, well this this Wednesday my uh, improv workshop right here in Atlanta located at the Green Room the Green Room Actors Lounge and you can register on my website that's RodneyPerry.com you'll see the dates and you can register on the website it's an incredible class go to my uh, my um, my Instagram or my my Twitter feed and you'll see how much fun we have in this class and it's not just fun. Uh, and, and I'm sure, you know, Dorian and I get to co- have a conversation about this. Your improv is going to fuel your acting and, and any of your other endeavors as you as you make these moves that we make in this game we call entertainment. Uh, the J-Spot, Los Angeles, uh, July 6th and 7th. I'll be at the J-Spot. One show, the early show, 8 o'clock show, the J-Spot. L.A., y'all, we'll be in L.A. on the 6th and the 7th. And then on the 9th, the 9th through the 15th, I'm out to Japan out to uh, entertain the troops, the military, Okinawa, Japan. I'm very excited about that. I haven't been there in probably about five or six years. I'm excited about going out there and doing my thing for the troops. And and then and then uh, we come back here and see what y'all don't know. Y'all hear Rodney Perry using profanity, and y'all say, well, that boy can't entertain church folks. I got news for you. Rodney Perry does it all. Laughing down the aisles, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, we will be getting it in. That's November 9th. It's coming out. That's a little further out. But I just want I want people in Fort Lauderdale, Boca Raton, to know Rodney Perry is coming. And then November 23rd through the 25th at the Cincinnati Funny Bone. That's Levy. That's the edge of Cincinnati and Kentucky. So that's Levy, Kentucky. Cincinnati Funny Bone. The Levy Funny Bone. It's going to be incredible. And then and we already booking dates 2013. Black Academy of Arts and Letters, Dallas, I'm coming back. This is one of the only black-owned theaters in the country, black-owned, black-operated, and they need us to support. If we don't support them, they don't stay open. So we got to support them. And what I'm going to do while I'm in L.A., I will be doing my stand-up comedy workshop on Saturday. That's July 7th. I will be doing my stand-up comedy workshop. So y'all get ready for that. This is Roddy Perry, Roddy Perry Live. When we come back, when we come back, y'all, let me tell you what we're going to do. We're going to talk to my man, DJ Tailwind Turner himself, Mr. Dorian Missy. Y'all stay there. We're about to get it in. What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry with no spaces to 41411. Hey, y'all, we are back. This is your boy Rodney Perry, and and I got to bring this dude on right, first of all. Now, if you know your actors or if you don't know your actors, you need to stab yourself in the throat because this guy is one of them guys. Not only is he working, but he is getting it in and been getting it in for a long. Let, let, let me give y'all some of the some of the credits 
because I ain't going to give you everything. I'm going to give you some of the credit. First of all, he was he's on the top 40, number one on the top 40 list of upcoming actors to look out for. First of all, let's go there. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. Then, I'm, you probably seen him on Southland. Uh, starring alongside our girl, Regina King. You probably saw him in The Manchurian Candidate, yes. You probably saw him in Two Weeks Notice, yes. You probably saw him in The Bounty Hunter, yes. The Cape on TV, or or, or maybe you caught the movie with with, uh, with Diana Ross' son, Hello, Evan Roth, Muslim. Maybe you caught him in that. He got tons of stuff. I can, I can go on with his credits for 44 years because the boy been getting it in. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Mr. Dorian Mizzick. How's that for a 12-minute intro? Yeah, I like that. Thank you, Make it sound Hey, Hey, dog, it's more than official. Now, this is where I got to start, Dorian. We, I know you. Yeah, we run into each other quite, quite often between Atlanta and L.A. IMDb, you know, internet movie database for the layman. Dude, you have been getting it in. Tell me this, for the for the for the young actors that will listen to your voice today, how do you book roles? Uh good question. Let me, let me take a probably I would say, uh, I mean, it starts with training. I'm not, I'm not training, but ever since I was young, but I go in and I, I look at the story and the script, and uh, I do my best. Hey, AD, 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 hold up. I, I don't know what's wrong, but I'm, I'm, it's breaking up on my end. Matt, is he breaking up to you? Because I want people to hear, hear, hear what you're saying. Are you on the oh. cell phone? Yeah, I'm on the cell, and I'm in no Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be nothing we can do about it. Uh, it it's kind of breaking up a little up. bit. If... Hello? How am I sounding? Is it sounding better? Uh, it's still a little off. i tell you what I'm going to do. DJ Tailwind Turner, I want to meet him. What I'm going to do, I'm going to play a little bit of your mix, and let's see if mm. we can get the line sounding a little better, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk to my man, Mr. Dorian Missick. Y'all stay on. This is Rodney Perry Live. Ain't nothing like live, baby. <laughs> And and I learned to be. Uh, to, I became a perfect uh, perfectionist. I wanted to be perfect, but you know nobody's perfect. But I was. But I was. DJ Tailwind Turner. Yeah.
scared to tell you to to give your opinion on it. I thought that was gangster, dude. Yeah, man, that's the only way I know how to move, man. My 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 dad and my mother raised me that way. You know, uh, don't be afraid to have an opinion as long as you as long as you present it respectfully. They gotta they gotta respect you for being a thinker and for being your own man. So I I, I definitely bring that into my work and into my life, and I appreciate you recognizing that. Now now now, Duran, I, I, I'm not. I, I got to throw this out there. This might be a little controversial, but you know, I think I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> you've, been, you've been doing some. You've been doing a lot of mainstream movies. You know, I, I named some of them earlier. I mean, uh, I mean, let's go over them again. You know, I want to make sure that people understand what I'm saying. I mean, you've been in some of the mainstream bounty hunter. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Two weeks notice, and some let's people go. say some people say your black card was in jeopardy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anybody who ever has to say that about me, I've heard that a couple of times, man. You know, people, a lot of black filmmakers or just black people on the street come up to me and ask me why I don't do more black projects. I'm down for doing whatever, you know, wherever the story is good. But I think anybody who ever questions my black card, they sit with me for 10 seconds and they see, they see my lifestyle. They hear how I talk. They see how I move. They see my beautiful black wife. And I think I put all of that to rest immediately. It's you know immediately. Okay, okay. Let me give you, let me give you the black card test. Uh, how you feel okay. about chicken? I love it. Okay, Particularly okay. Fried. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not just saying that. <laughs> my wife. Okay. My wife hates the fact that I like my chicken like that. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, uh, how you feel about basketball? What do you mean by playing basketball or what? Yeah, just, I love I love both. Either okay. or, I prefer to play. Okay, but, basketball. Yeah, check, check, check. Okay, this 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 the tough one now. This is a tough one. How you feel about big booties? Is there another kind? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Last question. Last question. And I already know the answer to this because, like I say, I watched the video. <laughs> Hennessy. Oh man, you didn't you didn't touch my soft spot with that one, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I believe if you if you cut my vein right now, a little bit of that might come out. <laughs> well, well, on behalf of the Black America, I want to say your black card is securely intact. Uh, I appreciate that, shame. man. I'm, I'm gonna put it next to I'm gonna put it next to my Amex black card. How about that? <laughs> please do, please do, please do, man. But you know, we joking, man. But is there is there any reality to that? Like, do people see you in like some of the mainstream projects and 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 really question your blackness? Yeah, it's happened a couple of times. I mainly because a lot of the roles that I've done in the mainstream films. It's kind of like, you know, what what is commonly known as the black best friend, the black dude standing next to and having to be nice and friendly around, you know, the white lead characters. And, and you know, some, to some black audience members and to some people, you know, they, they get a little upset about that or they feel a little different about someone playing that kind of role. But, um, yeah, other than that, I really don't run into it. I mean, other than a few you know, sporadic people saying these things to me. I think pound for pound, people who know my body of work know that, you know, I kind of move in all the worlds. Hey, 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 I no, mean, and, not and only... as a black man in America, that's what you have to be able to do. You know, you have to be able to move in different worlds. I, I, I'm not just a ghetto guy. I come from, yeah. you know, a, a middle-class family. I, I move in a lot of different circles. You know, I got, you know, I got a lot of different friends from a lot of different lifestyles, a lot of different backgrounds, and uh, my work reflects that. 
I think Jamie Foxx said it best on his first album. He said, what if what I had to be was everything? And like you said, I think us as black people, we have to be equipped to speak more languages than maybe our white counterparts. Like, I got to understand how to communicate in the hood. Then I got to know the difference between Chicago hood, L.A. hood, New Jersey yeah. hood, and Atlanta hood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so we have and to, you gotta be able to You also have to be able to move in the boardrooms, you know? Exactly. Exactly. There's a really good book written by a friend, a friend of mine and a, who we all know named Torre called Who's Afraid of Post-Blackness? And he really delves into that. He really digs into the multiple faces that uh, black people have to wear in American society and how we therefore define blackness, you know, and how it's different to every to every different black person, you know. And so uh, I think that that's like an important issue that we that we face every day. Man, well, well said. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to actor, uh, comedian, DJ, Mr. Dorian Mystic. Uh, Dorian, let's go into your background. Um, you, you, I think we're similar in this respect. You've called a lot of places home, from New Jersey yeah. to Atlanta to Brooklyn, now Los Angeles. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you identify with the most? Uh it's a tough. That's a t- you know what I say this. I say, uh, you know, Jersey birthed me, Atlanta raised me, Brooklyn made me a man, and that's pretty much how it, how it, it is. I, I pretty much have I established myself in Brooklyn. I moved. You know, I've been living there for years, and but like as an adult in my adult life from the time I was nineteen, you know. So that's really where I discovered myself as an artist and as a man. And it, it really shapes pretty much everything I do. Anybody who spent any time in Brooklyn understands that, you know, to, uh, to come up from there is, is a major thing. Hey, take take me but I here. I love Atlanta. My mom lives in Atlanta. So, you know, a lot of people say home is where your mother is. My mom lives in Atlanta, and I graduated from high school in Atlanta. So oh, wow. that's also, like, part two to my life, you know. Got it. Got it. Hey, take, take me here. Take me to your leap of faith. I, I think that... All of us in this in this business, if you intend to be successful, and you are indeed that, you had to at some point take a leap of faith. Like you had to say, you know what, I'm I'm moving out. I'm going to do this. What was that for you? Um, it's interesting because I never really felt like I had to have a, a big leap of faith because I've been nothing but supported by my family and uh, my friends my entire life. So. When I decided to, to step out and uh, pursue acting on a full-time basis, I had already been kind of doing it a little bit from the time I was young. But uh, I would say that the moment I knew, I don't know if it's necessarily a leap of faith, but I would say the moment that I knew that I was doing the right thing was the first year when I managed to make a living as an actor and only as an actor. It was a meager living. You know, I was just above or just below the poverty line, but I did it, and I did it on my own, too. And being as God got me through that, I knew from this first year on, I'm good money. And I know that as long as I put my faith in God, I'll, I'll continue to move on and move forward and, and uh, live a life of abundance, which is what I've been able to do. Now, now you shared the screen with some some great people like like um, like our friend uh, that you shared the screen with on um, God dang it, Rodney Perry, my mind. I'm old man. The, uh, <laughs> Uh, I can't think of her name. The the, the Southland. Yeah, yes. Regina King, the, the lovely, wonderful Regina King. Yes, for Regina King. But let, let's not even really trip 
Regina King, awesome. You know, I was watching, uh, uh, you know, Show Me the Money the other day, which ain't the title of the movie, but Jerry Maguire. And I'm yeah. saying this woman should have got an Oscar for that. But I'm oh. also a huge fan of yours when it comes to the movie Muslim. Incredible oh, performance, you. great thank subject you. matter, and you went toe-to-toe with Danny Glover. Right. Yeah. What was that like, man? It was like, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to, I didn't cross them over, but it felt like obviously meeting Jordan. <laughs> right. You know, I had 10 minutes, I had 10 minutes to be in awe of the fact that it was Danny Glover and that I was going to be working with for the majority of that movie. Most of my scenes are with him. So I had like about 10 minutes to get over it. And then once the director yelled action, I had to get in the, get in there and play ball and not only play ball, but like take control of the scene it, at times. And, um, you know, Danny Glover is a very gracious actor. He's incredible, and he's a super professional. So, you know, he and I, I think, I think he really enjoyed the little the, the sessions that we had on that film. Now, 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 you 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 not only are, are a great actor, but but you also coach from time to time. What, what's your what's yeah. your philosophy when it comes to helping another actor find their way? I think the most important thing for actors and any artist, anybody who's creative, singers, painters, writers, is to find your unique voice, what you bring to the table. And so I, I oftentimes help actors find that because I, fi- I find that when you take classes at the studios and you come out of the, the conservatories, they definitely give you the, 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 the tools that it takes to survive in this game and to be an obedient actor. And being an obedient actor will definitely get you work. But being an actor who has, who allows their imagination to set free and allows themselves to trust what it is they bring to the table, that takes you to another level. So a lot of times with, with the people I work with, I help them to do that, help them unlock that, which is unique in them. Wow, that's awesome. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk to DJ Tailwind Turner. Y'all are not ready for this. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned to the Roddy Perry Live. What's up, world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Don't forget to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry with no spaces to 41411. That's Rodney Perry. Mash that thing together and text it to 41411. Now, back to the show. It's Rodney Perry. Hey, uh, you can catch the, this show also on GrownRadio.com, GrownRadio.com. Y'all keep listening, keep on. We're going to keep growing, keep doing great things, and we're going to keep talking to people that, that's relevant, that's dope, that's taking it to the next level. Now, uh, 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 Dorian, you mind if I talk to DJ Tailwind Turner? One and the same. You're already talking to him. <laughs> already talking to him. So, so now, how, how, did you, how did you get into the world of DJing? Because... It's not a game, you know. Holding nah. people, getting people to dance, it's 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 more of a daunting. T- and I'm gonna tell you why I say that. I actually uh, auditioned for a role on a television show called Dance Machine, where I right. was to play the DJ, right? And okay. so they sent me to a DJ class for one day. And when I tell yeah. you I didn't know all of the decisions a DJ makes during the course of a set, 
and and they would they start breaking that down, and they taught you on wax too, so you had to kind of really learn because nowadays the computers do a lot of work for you. What got you into the DJ game? Uh, I, I grew up in a musical household. I grew up in a house where my mom and my dad had their 45s and their 12-inch LPs, and they had their names on them, and they took them to parties. And my family, my parents were young parents, so they partied a lot. And so they got I was witness to a lot of a lot of jams in my household. Okay. <laughs> so I know how to socialize in that way. In that way. And so my, I, I inherited my parents' record collection. Um, my mom's brother, my uncle, BJ, he was also a DJ. And to me, he was the coolest dude on the planet. So I wanted to do everything he did. So when he learned how to DJ, I quickly picked it up right behind him because I wanted to hang with him and do what it is he does. And then it turned out to be a good way to make money as an actor when I was coming up in the city. You know, it turned out to be a great way to make some paper. And now that I'm got, now that I have a name about myself, it's been an even better way to augment my income. You, you know, I, I, man, you know what? I completely love it. I actually, I'm kind of a, a, a hobby DJ now. I, w- I wouldn't, I won't, I won't insult what you do by saying I'm a DJ. But what right. I, what I saw. As, and you probably realize, too, as you start growing in this business, you get invited to parties and stuff. And I just hate to be the celebrity over in the corner in the VIP. I would rather be doing something. That's why I wanted to DJ. So what's it like for you? You book a party, and then they go, wait a minute, that's my man right there. Yeah, that's a, that's always a funny moment when that happens because I think, and I think it's a testament to the music is that people come in and they don't even really look to the booth. They just start dancing and enjoying themselves. But then after you play like five or six records that they really love in a row and or five records that they're just not used to hearing in the club, they look over to the booth like, who is this person? And it turns out that it's me. That's, that's like a great feeling when people have that moment of, of recognition that I'm not only an actor, but I'm also very well versed in my records and my music and I know how to keep the party moving. So that's a great feeling. That's one of the things I live for. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Well versed in the records and the music. If mm. you if you if you in Atlanta, what's that yeah. joint that you got to play to rock the party? How are uh, we talking? Depends on the age group. Where we we talking about a a, 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 a grown mature group of people? I'm, I'm gonna say grown ups. <laughs> Let's start with the grown ups. All right, we starting with the grown ups. A lot of times, you know, grown people, they can't wait to hear their throwback jam so they can get on the floor and, and act, you know, act the fool, bring back their teenage years. So I have no problem throwing on some MC Shy D. People from New York, people from Atlanta know MC Shy D, followed it up with Kilo, Ali, you know, maybe going to some old outcasts, throw on something like that. That type of okay. music would get the party started every time. And I also remember a big smash hit that was going on when I was in high school was Lisa Lisa Let the Beat Hit Him. Out. That record was like, that was killing. Anybody who ever used to go to Sharon Showcase, they know that record. So Wait a minute, you ain't going to hit him with that Lisa Lisa joint? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, let me take it West Coast. Same group, mm-hmm. West Coast. You you in you on you in L A you in, you in, in the hood somewhere and they be like yo hey hey homie hit, hit me with that uh what is that uh you know West Coast they that's the home of the funk man that's still so you know they got to throw on that Roger that Zap you know that they they get into that you play that you get the party jumping man you play that or uh 
what's what's my man's name? Slave. You play the, some slave records. You get that going, and and of course you gotta represent with the NWA, all the old uh, Dr. Dre records, and then you work your way on up. E4. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so. Who do you like out of the new cats that's out now? You got the Drakes, the the J Coles. Like who 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 is the who is the like the must play for the young kids? Oh, well, you know, must play Drake. That that goes without saying. He's killing the game. He's murdering the game. So you have to play Drake records. You can't play Drake. So right. I'll play Drake. Uh, I will play. Uh, uh, you know, a J Cole, of course. Wale. That Wale is a beast, ain't it? Yeah, but two chains, two chains is winning right now. Nicki Minaj, these, these these people are winning right now. So those are some of the records that that uh, I feel like the young kids are really getting into. You know, uh, my favorite new rapper. He's not he's not a big name though. Is this cat named Currency it's out of New Orleans? He's uh he's he's incredible. I love him, man. He's got a nice little down south style sound, but he's very lyrical. Kind of a throwback to the New York rappers of my era. You know, so I love yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, hey, let's talk about this, Dorian. Uh, uh, let's talk about television versus film. Like, which medium do you like the best? Um, I'm still kind of partial to film simply because that's what made me want to be an actor, going to the movies and the whole event of it all, getting getting popcorn and sitting down and seeing these stories told on the big screen. So just because that's where I, I first fell in love with the art form, that's always been my first love. But um, I enjoy the writing that's happening on TV right now. A lot of the cable, especially the cable networks, they do a lot of great television. Right now I'm working on a cable show called Haven, um, shooting an arc on that, doing about That's on the Sci-Fi episodes. channel, am I right? Yeah, it's on the Sci-Fi channel. The writing there is great. I mean, even though we're dealing with zombies and people with all kinds of special powers, it's still a character-driven show. So that's kind of what I love about television right now is you get an opportunity to really dig deep into a character. So they both have their benefits. TV is definitely steadier, uh, but I love them both. Wow. Hey, hey y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to my man Dorian Missick. D, man, you, you've been getting it in for, 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 for a long time now. What's it like to look up and – and 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 it it be that like you know I've been doing this for a minute. Yes. You ever trip over that? I do all the time, especially when I run into cats that I started out with in the game, and they've since quit, or you uh, pretty much just quit, or are not happy with where they are career wise. Mm-hmm. And then I sit back and I realize that I've really been blessed. You know, things have been going very well. Some days out of my days, I'll wake up and I'm like, what do you mean I'm not famous yet? <laughs> but pound for pound, I really enjoy it. I, I enjoy the opportunity to continue to do good work and to still be in the game because I plan to do it until I die. Hey, hey I love it, man. I told them they're going to be shoveling dirt in my face, and I'm still going to be doing a punchline. So, nope. so <laughs> let's talk about uh, your spirituality, man. You know, I, I watched a few of your videos on YouTube, and you, you're you're really – Unapologetic, you you're you ain't you ain't throwing your religion in people's face, but you 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 wear it like a badge of honor, man. Speak to me about that. Well, I, I've always grown up and and had, with a strong understanding of God being the the head of my life ever since I was a young dude. I've known that. I've seen God's work in my life. So being as I've seen that, I I I feel like I would be remiss not to be 
a soldier of, of God and, under, and let people know that that's what I'm representing. You know, I know people have their very different views about religion and about, uh, you know, faith and all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. You know, it's each his own. I know personally I've seen God's work in my life and it is my responsibility to speak on it. Like you said, I don't throw it in anybody's face, but if asked the question and if asked to speak on it, I, I have no problem to, I love it. I feel like it's part of my responsibility as a Christian to do so. Hey, hey, you you carrying that well, dog, well. So, man, I know you got the project on the Sci-Fi Channel. Can we look forward to, you know, uh, Dorian Missick, the the producer, or Dorian Missick, the director? Is that something that's like in the, in the, down the road for you? Definitely, definitely. I got a couple of projects that I'm looking at considering uh, producing. Not so much directing a film just yet, but I do plan on getting into directing film. I, I directed a play last summer at the D.C. Theater Festival, and I may, I've been asked to direct another play, well, the same play, asked to direct it again in November in Los Angeles. So I'm definitely looking into doing that and expanding on that. But in the, in the very near future and in the long future, you will see me behind the camera, in front of the camera. But I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I will be around. Hey, uh, who is your, who is that, that human being or 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 is there a human being that you would like to play? Like, is there a real life person? I think you know, as as black actors, there's so many stories that are untold. Is there an untold story that you'd like to tell? Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, probably my DJ heroes, a DJ named Larry Levan, and New Yorkers in their late 30s to early 40s probably know a lot about Larry Levan, but he's the forefather of, of house music. He was the the resident DJ at the Paradise Garage, which was a huge movement, and it was kind of like the answer, the downtown answer to uh, Studio 54, mm. and uh, and it, it 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 was in its heyday during the the 70s and the 80s when a lot was happening in New York, a lot was going on in the music culture, and he was the guy to go to for that, and he has an incredible story, and I'd like to see that come to screen one day with me in that role. I love it, man. I I don't know nothing about Larry Levan. You just you just schooled me to this. Now you mentioned house yes. music. I'm from Chicago, Southside, 126th State. Now you from Jersey? You know you got New York. I know. I feel like you got that DC. You got that DC vibe with the Chuck Brown remix. But this, this is what I need to know. Where where did house music come from? We claim house music in Chicago, but y'all on y'all New Jersey, New York, y'all be claiming it too. Well, this, let me tell you why we claim it. I'm going to just go ahead and clear that up for you right now. Clear that up for me, though. The term house music comes from the warehouse, which is a club in Chicago. That okay. the music was started by the DJ who was there. The resident DJ at the warehouse was a, a man by the name of Frankie Knuckles, who everybody oh, knows and everybody hey, loves. Hey, let me tell you something. You just gave me chills when you said Frankie Knuckles, boy. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Don't, don't get me started. He's, Man, he's the man, you know. He's he, and he's and Chicago loves him. But what people don't know about Frankie Knuckles, he's from the Bronx. So even though he bought house music to the warehouse in Chicago, he bought it from New York. Oh, <laughs> and and um and Frankie Knuckles were buddies growing up. They were friends from high school, and they were well-known DJs. And so they both had that movement equally going. One in Chicago at the warehouse, and the other one at the Paradise Garage. So at a period of time, that music was either known as house music or garage music because those are the only two places you were going to hear it. Get out. So 
Chicago and New York are brothers and sisters in the groove when it comes to house music. So it was my favorite city. I love that town. You just schooled me, dude. I had I'd never heard this story before, and wow, you you just broke that down. That's that's gangster yeah. because I didn't know Frankie Knuckles was from from New York. Yeah, he's from the Bronx, man. From the Bronx. Wow. Wow, that's yeah, nice, I, man. Yeah, I know him. I focused on him quite a few times, man. He's a, he's a, he's a wonderful dude. And ain't it ain't it cool to meet the people and find out they cool? Like I don't know I don't know if you feel this way, but some people I'm really not trying to meet because my image of them I don't want them to tarnish that. If you ever had you know if you ever had met somebody that you was like, ugh. Oh yeah, definitely. I'd have met some people who I who I looked up to. By the end of the conversation, I was ready to punch them in their mouth. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> definitely. Oh, I know the feeling well. <laughs> but more often than not, when you meet the people you like and love, you know they they end up being really gracious. I mean, that's just human nature to be gracious. But every now and again, you meet the person who goes out of their way just to be just to be rude, and then you know you got to put them in their place. <laughs> Wow. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to my man, Dorian Missick. He's getting it in, actor. Uh, now, I know you, you've you even graced the stage on the stand-up circuit. Yeah. Not for long, though. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> Tell me about it, man. What happened, dog? I, I never, I was scared of bombing. I never bombed, and I know that it was going to come. I knew the day was going to come that I was going to have to stand in front of an audience and tell jokes and people not laugh, and I have to continue to tell jokes. And I was scared to death of that day. And I was so scared that I never got back on stage as a stand-up because I was doing so well. I know it seems silly, but it's true. Hey, hey you, you know what, uh, I would say, just watching you as an actor, watching your skill set, I would say you would probably be a, a really good comic once you overcame that, that dilemma because, you know, I... I was in an acting class. I studied with, uh, you know, the Ivonic Chubbick technique with Tasha Smith mm. for years in L.A., and mm. and she was really good for me personally because she had done stand-up before. So as an actor, she gave me a lot of great notes as a stand-up making a transition into acting. So uh, I had this conversation with some of the young cats last night. We were talking about, you know, acting and, and that making that transition from stand-up into acting. What advice would you give a stand-up comic that was moving that way toward acting? I would say just what I say to anybody else, just trust your instincts. You know, I think a lot of times comedians, you know, you look for the funny in a scene. And I think that's a good instinct because a lot of times the underlying themes in drama are the moments that are funny, like some of the most dramatic moments that happen in our lives. When you retell the story, you can think of something that was kind of funny that happened during it. And so I think that's the skill that a lot of comedians have, and they have to kind of temper it and know that everything is not about laughs. But if you can keep that little bit of comedy just underneath the drama, because on the flip side of comedy is is nothing but drama. I know there's a lot of pain in the comedy world, and comedians need to be able to tap into that. And those the ones that are able to do it, like Jamie Foxx, like Richard Pryor, they're able to become the greatest actors that we know. You know, those are some of the greatest talents of our lives, those two guys right there. And they started in comedy. 
Very true, very true. Hey y'all, this is Roddy Perry. We talking to Dorian Music, man. D, man, it's it, it's been it's been a, a, a crazy pleasure, man, to talk to you today. Now, tell me about this mix, man. I played a little bit of it earlier. Uh, and now I know we lost the the great Chuck Brown this year. Um, mm-hmm. Why do this mix and and why dedicate it to to him? Well, as you said, we did just lose Chuck May sixteenth, and um, Chuck Brown was a huge influence on me musically. I loved his music from whenever when I first discovered it in the summer of 1994 and then had the pleasure of meeting him on a couple of occasions. Uh, that For him to be the godfather of uh, such an incredible sound with the drums and the, and the, and the, and the, and the to move the party in the way that he does and to, to foster a whole sound starting from something that he invented, uh, it was, I was always in awe of that man. And then the music that he, that he ended up leaving for us to enjoy I felt like once he passed away, someone needed to put together a compilation for those people who aren't aware of him and to educate them as to what it is and how important Chuck Brown is. Because a lot of times people downplay go-go music, and I feel like it's it's an art form that needs to be respected. So for those people who don't know about him, hopefully through my mix, they will learn about they will learn about the basics of go-go and then maybe branch out on their own and learn some more about it. What's your favorite go-go joint? Uh, my favorite go-go record. <laughs> I know, I, I know like that's a crazy question because there's so many hits. Yeah, I know. I love sardines and pork and beans from a DJ perspective. I love to drop that record and watch people respond to it. That's not a Chuck Brown record. That's a you know a junkyard band. But uh, my um, my favorite Chuck Brown record, go-go record is uh, it don't mean a thing if you don't have the go-go swing. I love it. I think his voice is incredible on that record. It's a great flip, and um, it's everything that's great about go-go music. Hey, hey we're we going to close the show out by playing playing your mix, man, but uh, what do you want people to to learn from Dorian Mystic? I mean, as as you, you make your – I know you got, you know, philanthropic efforts you're working on. Uh, what, what do you want people at the end of the day, you know, to, to, to take from your journey? First and foremost, I want them to know that all of this was done by the work of God. And so, therefore, you can admire anything that I've done, anything that I've achieved, but also recognize that you, too, can do it if you put him first and focus on um, on, on being a soldier for him. Secondly, I'd like them to know that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on being the, the, a perfect husband. <laughs> mm. And uh, as far as my art is concerned, I plan to leave a lot of work behind, so I want people to know that I, I was a, a man of many interests with music and and um, directing and, and acting, and hopefully my body of work that I leave behind will reflect that, that I was a renaissance man with a lot to say, and I had the opportunity to get that stuff out. Hey, hey man, do you have a direct website? Uh, not at this moment, I do not, but people can, you know, I have a, a, I have a Facebook fan page, yes. Dorian oh, nice, nice, nice. And that's that's Dorian dot Mystic. Yes. Okay. So let's do this, y'all. Let's blow up Dorian's Twitter today. He's at Tailwind Turner. That's at Tailwind Turner. Make sure y'all check it out, man. He's a DJ. He's an actor. He's a lover of big booties. He's one of the coldest <laughs> actors in the game. It's Dorian dot Mystic on Facebook. 
please, if you don't know, get a picture of this guy in your face so you know when he's coming out, when he's coming to your neighborhood. It's during Missy. Go to his IMDb page. Go to his Twitter page. Man, I'm such a fan. You have no idea. I can't wait to share the screen with you one day, dog. We can get it in. Really play. Hey, man. From your mouth to God's ears. Thank you. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. We got to do something. Hey, hey, it's, consider it done. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We're going to jump into this mix, and then we come back. I'm going to close out the show. Y'all been great today. Y'all stay with me. Dorian, man. Hey, man, thank you for coming yeah. on, bro. No doubt. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime. Anytime. My you man. And, and I learned to be, uh, I became a perfect, uh, perfectionist. I wanted to be perfect, but, you know, nobody's perfect. But I was, but I was, I was, I was, I was. Come on, I'm gonna kick it with me. 
your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. The show has been incredible today. My man, Dorian Mystic, popped in for us, kicked it with us so hard. I want to thank all y'all for tuning in today. You listen to the sound of Tailwind Turner, Chuck Brown Forever Remake. Y'all check him out. Hit him on his Twitter. Get that. Just tell him you want it. Uh, uh. I want to shout out my girl Kaz May. Go to ReverbNation.com forward slash Kaz May Rock. The song is called Daddy. And I, I said at the top of the show that there are so many uh, bad connotations to our fathers. And so uh, I think she did an awesome job in giving us another look at what daddy can be. I'm going to play this. I'm going to go out today. I'm going to say happy Father's Day to all the great fathers I know, all the great fathers that I will meet. And you know what? I'm even going to say happy Father's Day to the fathers that that was lost for whatever reason. You went through whatever you went through in your respective lives, and maybe you weren't a great father at that point. But the thing about this life is it's not over until it's over. So it's not too late to be a great father. This is Rodney Perry. You tune in to Rodney Perry Live. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm going to play this out, y'all. The name of the song is Daddy by Casme. Such a shame, but thanks 
This is Roddy Perry You've been tuning in to Roddy Perry Live um, Thank you I want to shout out to all my children I love you, each and every one of you Hope, Devin, Michelle, Raina, Rihanna, Roxy Your daddy is on He's doing his best Doing my best, y'all Y'all stay blessed That's our show for today be good. It's Rodney Perry. I love y'all. See you next week. It's Rodney Perry live, baby.